Welcome to Spirited Word. By God's Word proclaimed, the Holy Spirit works faith in God's grace in Jesus, when and where He pleases. Sermons by Pastor Adrian Kitson, Lutheran Church of Australia. God's word for today comes from Luke chapter 13, beginning at verse 31. At that time, some Pharisees came to Jesus and said to him, Leave this place and go somewhere else. Herod wants to kill you. He replied, Go and tell that fox. I will keep on driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow, and on the third day I will reach my goal. In any case, I must press on today and tomorrow and the next day. For surely no prophet can die outside Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often have I longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate. I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you, O Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for a beautiful morning where we live here in freedom and peace. We think of uh, many people at the moment who are not experiencing either of those two things, especially in Ukraine, but also on the East Coast. But here you are, and here we are, and you speak today, as you always do. So by the power of your Holy Spirit, speak to each person here. Whatever it is you need to say and we need to hear, pray this prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen. Friend, it seems to me that we're in one of those bad news times again a bit, aren't we? I mean, there's always plenty of bad news, we know that, but sometimes sometimes there's just a lot of, of bad news that's um, on, the, on the mind, on the brain, in life. I don't know how you're going with uh, current situations in multiple levels of bad news. For me, it seems like I have a sort of a, a gnawing sense of mm, unease, would that be the word? Um, something like that. Occasional anger. A uh, bit of frustration thrown into the mix, that kind of thing. And it's sort of sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes it takes the shine off the good things in your day because it's always there in the background, that or not. Um, I know it'll pass, but at the moment it just is. I don't know how you feel, but that's how I've been going lately. And of course, by far, of course, the main bad news well, there's two things really for me and probably for you. One is the massive destruction uh, of, people's, uh, of people's lives on the East Coast with these enormous floods, unbelievable. Uh, but then, of course, for me, probably even more so, just because of the complete injustice of it, is the Ukraine situation, those poor people, and what they're living through for no good reason at all. So that's kind of that's the two biggies for me, and uh, just under it probably is a... You know, we have another autocratic leader who's probably got more guns and bombs than the current guy uh, in Russia and he's just over the border and he's on the move and you wonder when he'll be on the march. 
So that's floating around. And much lesser, of course, and this is, you know, much, much, much lesser, but it's still part of the bucket of bad news for me anyway. Rod Marsh was a decent man. And in my growing up years, he, him and DK Lily were, they were fantastic. Caught Marsh, bowled Lily. Uh, I went and saw him, had a cricket ball from Dennis Lilly once, a cricket ball from Dennis Lilly once signed um, at the Wacker. So that's part of my growing up years and that was sad to hear of his loss. But then Warney, whether you love him or hate him and uh, all of that, anything in between, he's, he's a loss but also his kids, you know, the grief and the loss that families have to go through when someone like that dies so young. That's floating around my bad news basket. How about you? You've probably got some other things as well let alone your own personal life and what's happening. And of course, there's the pandemic, and I think that seems to be subsiding, or we're learning how to live with it, maybe, are we? And, um, but I do worry about the relationships that have been burnt in, in the process and whether or not they'll recover. I hope they do. I hope you do all you can do to recover the relationships. Anyway, all of that is where I'm at. I don't know where you're at, but I'm hoping I'm naming some things that you're also feeling and thinking about. Now, listen up, because Jesus comes to the city today. He enters the story and he enters the city. He's on the road to this city, Jerusalem. He's on the road. That's what he's doing. And he knows what's coming. Inevitable, unjust, innocent Suffering, innocent suffering, and he's walking straight into it. He hears the Pharisees speak of the fox, Herod Antipas, probably. There's three Herods, it's probably Herod Antipas, and he is the uh, governor of the northern part of the country, Galilee. Nothing new, just like the fox we're dealing with at the moment, aren't we? Jesus knows the fox very well and he knows the suffering very well and he knows the city very well. He knows the bad news very well. What does he do with our bad news, with my bad news, with you? What does he do with our bad news, with my bad news, with your bad news? What does he do with a world of bad news? He did, he does, well he did what we just did. He broke into song. He sings a song. It's a particular kind of song. It's a sad song. It's Old Testament lament. Jesus knows the bad news and he joins in the song about the bad news. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen, your children together as a hen, gathers her chicks under her wings and you were not willing. I think this is his pain. If you've ever loved someone enough to try and gather them wounds and assist and help and love them but they would not listen to you and they would not draw close to you and they would not deviate or they just couldn't deviate of their dangerous path to ultimate destruction and all dangerous path to ultimate destruction and all that you were left to do was to sit there and watch it all happen and suffer it all with them then i think you know jesus 
And I think you can sing this sad song. Is that, and it must have for you, hopefully, that beautiful picture of a mother hen longing to gather her chicks under her wings. What a beautiful picture of our God, Father, Son and Spirit. My mind flashes. My mind flashes to parents of little children in packed and panicked train stations in Kiev trying to get out of the place. My mind flashes to CFS police and other people pulling distraught, soaked people out of So God's willing to rescue and help, but the people are not. And for centuries, these Jerusalem chicks have refused to be gathered. They always resist. They always reject. And they get very angry and vengeful. Enough to stone God to death and his messengers. And they're doing it again as the messenger, the man of love. God's love is in their midst. Why are they like this? Like this? Why is any human being like this? Why am I like this? Why are you like that? Maybe we believe we're safe enough, we're strong enough, we're smart enough, we've got enough technology, we've got enough science, we've got enough of this and we've got enough of that, and we can look after except when we can't. And we can know ourselves and we can know the world and we can figure it out and we can be very focused on setting up our own future without God's truth, God's messengers, even without God's love. So Jesus sings that our rebellious So Jesus sings that our rebellious cold heart will leave us like one of those bombed out empty lifeless hospitals in Ukraine like the women's and children's hospital in Maripol Look your house is left to you desolate Bad news What's the good news in the bad news What's the hope in the sad news Both the bad news going on in the world and the bad news going on in me and you. What's the hope? To me, Jesus sings a sad song. He sings the sadness so he knows the badness. He sings a lament over this resistant, cold-hearted, unhearing city and this resistant, cold-hearted, unhearing people whose name is Adrian. Jesus' sad song in the face of the bad news is good news to me. The fact that he sings the sadness means that he knows the badness. He can see the bad news of the world and the bad news in you and me more than I can and you can and they can and we all can. And you and me more than I can and you can and they can and we all can. More than anybody in Jerusalem at the time and more than anybody in the Brossa Valley in our time. He can see what's coming because he knows the heart and the past and the brokenness. And he knows we can't do anything else on our own. It's why he's heading to the city in the first place, isn't it? It's why he's there. That's why he's there looking at that city singing a sad song. He's heading into the bad news city to bring good news to the poor. Release for the prisoners, 
New life, new sight to the blind. Peace for the prisoners. New life, new sight to the blind. Unstop deaf ears to his voice. That's his publicly stated mission in Luke chapter 4, right at the beginning of his ministry. And he is doing it. He's doing it for the world in all their bad news cities and towns. The sad song sung by the suffering servant is my hope in my sadness at this time. What's yours? Or who is yours? The mother hen will take our sadness and our suffering and hen will take our sadness and our suffering and our sin into his own body as his wings are pinned to the wood and his breast bleeds out. Where? Just outside this city. Same city. He is entered, like those in Ukraine, for the city. He's not doing it for himself. He doesn't need to. He's doing it for the bad people in the bad city. And so now, to me, this Jesus that we follow, follow this, this Christian faith, this central man, this central person, this, this saviour, he is utterly unique in the world. There is no one like him because no one does what he does. The suffering servant, can you get this, is also the sovereign ruler. Suffering servant, sovereign ruler. We might say Jesus is the suffering sovereign. Try and hold those two things together in your head. Suffering sovereign. Can you hold it? The the one who weeps saves. The one who suffers in weakness and powerlessness is the sovereign ruler above Putin and all his oligarchs. The one who dies, rises. The one who rules, serves. The one who has sinned against, again and again, fully forgives again and again. Jesus, God's son. Suffering and yet ruling, suffering and yet sovereign at the same time. You've got to struggle to hold on to those things with those two opposites. Some have trouble believing that God can suffer at all. You probably know people like that. If God is not capable or willing to suffer at all and feel it all and completely human in it all, then he's just some cosmic force, some unknown distant deity that has nothing helpful and nothing life-changing and nothing life-changing to offer anybody in their suffering. On the other hand, some believe that God suffers, but they struggle to believe that he's sovereign. It's hard to believe he's sovereign in the injustice of the world. But Jesus is just too weak, and he's just too human. And if God suffers in all of the impotent in the face of what's happening in the world with all of his brutality and destruction, so when you're suffering, he can't help. But right here in this sad song, the suffering sovereign sings the song and he shows that he's everything. He is my hope in this mess. He is my hope. He is the difference when I'm suffering between hope with its gift of joy and absolute despair. Because he suffers, 
he understands. And because he suffers, he understands. And because he's sovereign, he does. You get it? Because he is human and he feels it and knows the pain of it all and knows my pain and yours and the world's pain and sings a, a sad song with us, because of all that, and because he can actually do something about it and does, I can go to him. That's what it means, doesn't it, for you and me? Two things. When we suffer, we can pray with confidence because he knows. When we suffer, we can pray with confidence because he does. Pray with confidence because he does. Either way, both ways, he is our hope. Whatever's happening. Because he truly feels and suffers as we do, we can pour out our heart to him as we will at five o'clock this afternoon for Ukraine, trusting that he feels it and prays with us, doesn't he? He gives us his own prayer to pray with us. Amazing. He sings our sad songs with us. And because he's sovereign over creation and nations and history, we can again pour out our hearts to him because he can and does act. Act. And he does what is best. Because our God revealed by this Jesus, this suffering sovereign, we can speak to God because he feels and hears and understands and he can do stuff and does. So friend, when there does not humanly seem to be any hope, there is. When there seems not to be the, any end to injustice and suffering, there is and there will be. And when there seems to be no justice in the world, there is and there will be. And when we are paralysed with fear, we have hope in this sovereign, suffering servant. And so we continue living. We live on. We keep living founded on him and his promises as our home text says in Colossians 2, 6 and 7. And we walk and we walk his way under his protective wing. Under his loving, healing, binding, protective wing. Whatever's going on in life, he is our protection, he is our power, and it's a we thing. There's millions of us under those big wings. It's called the Christian church. Can you hear him singing your saddest song this morning and showing you his gladness this morning? Would you be gathered by him? Would you let him protect you? Would you let him fill you with hope again so you be his good news people again? So you be his good news people where you need to be, where he's put you. Sing those sad songs with people you know who are just very sad or even quite mad. Sing those sad songs. Do so as a mother hen. Serve them and pray for them and with them this is what citizens of the new Jerusalem do. And you are because of the suffering sovereign. In the name of Christ, amen. And the peace of our suffering sovereign be with you in the good news and the bad, the rough and the smooth, to keep you founded on Jesus.
Thanks for listening. Pastor Adrian serves at St. Petrie Lutheran Church, Nuriukpa, Barossa Valley, South Australia. stpetrie.org.au